So I ended up walking away and was about a little over $47,000 from that deal. So real quick, from the first time that you talked to him to the time that you got paid $47,000 net, how long of a timeline was that? A little bit over a month, yeah. And you made forty-seven. Yes. In six weeks. In six weeks. Not 10 months. Not 10 months. <laughs> Not having to bring in your three brothers and your dad. Yeah, exactly. Not having to swing a hammer. Right. Not, Not having yeah. to paint an exterior. Like I am telling you, the magic is in finding the deals. And remember, the buyer determines value. This whole fantasy that everybody has that their house is worth what it's worth. It was worth 42000 to you. It's mm -hmm. worth something more to a hedge fund. A hedge fund will always pay more for it. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome back to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and I have an incredible guest on the podcast for the very first time. He is out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and the interesting thing about Cincinnati is typically the deals in Cincinnati are kind of between that, you know, eight and 10 or 12,000, but my guest today is doing bigger deals. Deals, and he's going to show us exactly how he's doing that in his market there in Cincinnati. He's wholesaling, he's flipping. It is my pleasure to introduce to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, David Niehaus. David, how are you, brother? Doing great, Brent. Thanks for having me, man. It's great to be on. Yeah, well, this is exciting. So first of all, you are in a market where, you know, there are some price points that are really low. There's some really decent price points. When you're going after and you're looking at your market there in Cincinnati, are you specifically going after the properties that are more expensive or what is your strategy there for the properties that you're trying to get a hold of the property owners and see if they would consider an offer on their property? Yeah, there's definitely, you know, a price that we have in mind. I kind of know what my buyers are buying at and they'd like to be all in, at least for rentals. Flip's a different story, but most of the buyers, big buyers are rentals over here and they like to be all in on a property between 125 to 140,000. So I'm going after properties, a lot of them under 100,000, trying to find those properties because I already know what my end buyer is going to buy at and it makes it a little bit easier because I know that they're going to be there. I love that. And listen, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm not in Cincinnati, this is for any market, right? This is for any market that has these similar price points, you know, that it's not the average home sale price isn't a half a million dollars. This is getting tighter on the numbers. And the reason I want to have this conversation with David is because one, he's getting bigger deals, but two, it's really interesting how much over the last six months, a year, repair costs, renovation costs have really affected the market if you're under 150,000, because $50,000 rehab for a $150,000 house is much different than a $50,000 rehab for a $500,000 house. So we're going to be getting into all of that. I just kind of wanted to tease everybody here as they're watching this. Let's first find out about you, David. What were you doing before you discovered the beautiful world of wholesaling real estate? Yeah, man. So I was former college athlete, thought I was going pro, played football, 
University of Cincinnati. I had a lot of friends that started going pro and like, I thought this could be for me. So I was training. I went through pro day, didn't really have any prospects or anything like that, but I kind of held on. This was back in like 2018. I kind of held on for about a year trying to go to like the, I forgot what that new league is that popped up, but I was like a reserve for one of the teams. If somebody got hurt, they would pull me up. But the crazy thing that, and so I was just working for my parents' tree company at the time, just kind of on again, off again, while I was trying to still train and go pro. And then one day I was just scrolling on Instagram, I think, and I saw an ad, Damon John, <laughs> an ad for Damon John, if you know who that is, the guy off the shark. Of course. Tank. Yeah. There was an ad for like coming to learn about e-commerce. So nothing to do with real estate, at least I thought, but it's like one of those hotel seminars where they kind of get you where... I thought Damon John was going to be there, but he wasn't. <laughs> and then they actually had a little thing about real estate there. And I was pretty intrigued. So I ended up paying, I think it was like $2,000 to go to the next level, learn more about real estate. And then I, from that class, I actually met a lady that was in a wheelchair and I partnered up with her. And then we went to the next, next class. Cause of course they keep upselling you as you go along. But there I learned a lot. I kind of learned what ARV was and learned how to figure out what repair costs might be just an estimate and kind of like how to put it together a wholesale deal. And that time, man, we were just putting out bandit signs. So mm -hmm. from that, we were just going out the side of the road, four o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, putting out probably about a hundred signs. And she would be the lady in the wheelchair, dude, she'd be driving her handicap van. I'd get out, put the signs out under cover of darkness and just hope and pray that we'd get a call. <laughs> yeah, dude, the phone started ringing. I think in September of 2019 is when... I started that class and then I closed my first deal in November. I made $6,000 from Bandit Sign. And if I knew what I would have known now, I would have made, you know, more probably about 25,000 on that, but I made 6,000 and it felt great, dude. I literally came down to the wire, found a buyer off of Craigslist because <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just knew it was going to work and I wanted to do it. And that's kind of how I got into it. Just kind of got into uh, a real estate program, learned a little bit and just went straight to taking action, taking action, putting out signs and just believing that something was going to break. And then that's when I got my first break and it was my first deal. It felt pretty awesome. I love it. So you mentioned something there that I think is maybe standing out in the minds of everybody watching and listening to this. And if you want to put a, a face to a voice, uh, make sure you check out this interview, this conversation on the Brent Daniels YouTube channel. But you said that if I would have known now, if I would have known then what I know now, I would have made 25,000. What do you know now that made you that, you know, what's the 19,000? thousand dollar difference in your brain now that you didn't have when you were putting out bandit signs and getting this deal dude a lot i would have known that there's a lot more buyers out there and i should have been proactive instead of being reactive and just sure. waiting for somebody to contact me off of craigslist just going out and networking going out and talking to people like that's say every day <laughs> I, if i would have known that i would have had a lot more buyers you know to choose from and it was a pretty good deal the lady bought it for me and then she sold it immediately on a land contract and she made a lot of money from it but i made the money and i was over the moon at the time for sure i have this beautiful image of you got this team in the van and you've got somebody that is in a wheelchair and then you've got somebody that's a super athlete that was like just there at the, you know, just knocking on the door of 
the NFL working together with a common bond of being successful in real estate. I think that's absolutely a beautiful image in my mind. And I think that it's really interesting when you start finding people that have a passion and aren't just interested in being a real estate entrepreneur, but truly committed to being a real estate entrepreneur. And I think that's the real big difference that I see, David, and I'm sure you saw it with a lot of the people that you've worked with and been around. And even in our community, there's commitment. There has to be commitment there. If you're just interested, anything's going to change your mind and you're going to get distracted by a lot of different opportunities for business. And that's fine. But if you really want to be successful in as a real estate entrepreneur, real estate investor, real estate wholesaler, there has to be that commitment. Do you think that that commitment from you, do you think that that stems from your commitment to being an an athlete committing to, you know, a sport or committing to, you know, being a part of a team? Do you think that there's anything that blends there or do you think that it's just, you know, something different? I definitely think that it's part of that being a part of the team and being able to work together for everything to benefit everybody, but also, you know, setting a goal and believing that I can do something that I've never done before and really going out of my comfort zone and believing, you know, in my heart that I could do it. That was part of it. And as a former athlete, I'm always trying to challenge myself. Saw that as the next challenge to go after. And that's what really motivated me. I love it. I love it. So obviously you weren't living. I assume you split the 6,000 and you're not living off that. I mean, did you have a full-time job? I mean, how are you providing for yourself during this time that you were, you know, building momentum in your real estate business? Yeah. At that time I was still working with my parents. So cutting down trees, doing some manual labor, not making, probably making $15 an hour, I remember. So that's what I was making at that time. And then you just went right into real estate. You didn't get all of a sudden deals started taking off in 2019 and you'd never looked back? No, that's definitely, no, deals didn't start taking off. I eventually had a falling out with a lady in the wheelchair. So sorry to bring that good story down of good people, but it happens. She was, yeah, I ended up closing three deals for her where I trusted her, didn't have a contract in place between me and her. I just had put all the contracts in her name, the assignment contracts to where we closed three deals in about three and a half months for about 30,000. And then she just kept all of it. So I was oh, very, yeah, I was yeah, that, very, that vision I just had. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> just shattered. Yeah. But what, so, did, what did you learn from that? I learned that you know, trust is a good thing, but sometimes, you know, you got to always put things in writing. Yeah. No matter what partnership I go in, it's always got to be in writing. You know, I don't want, that's what I learned from there. And, you know, I thought I was good. You know, I thought I trusted her and everything, but it just didn't turn out that great. So at that time, dude, I was struggling. Like I didn't think I should be in real estate anymore. I didn't think I should do anything. So for about six, seven months, I didn't close any deals. I wasn't really doing anything, but then I had met somebody else and from a bandit sign, I started putting out bandit signs again. I just thought, man, I got to get back into this. So closer into the probably mid 2020, started putting out signs. And then I got a, a good lead on a foreclosure, for, but then it ended up turning into a short sale. So short sales take a long time. And mm-hmm. that one took a long time, but I ended up making, what was it? Probably about 10,000 on that one, but it took forever to close. So I was still working like full time with my dad till about December, 2020. And then that's when that deal closed and I had a couple more deals closed and I didn't really start like cold calling and stuff until um, about the year of 2021. And then I, you know, I was cold calling, you know, I got a couple of deals closed and I'm like, man, this is really, this is really difficult. Cause I had actually, I started on the Mojo dialer. I was doing driving for dollars, but not on the scale that I didn't know the scale that I should have done it. Like I was probably cold calling probably like five or 600 leads at that time. 
and not knowing that I needed to really up those numbers. Then I found, well, I closed a couple of deals just from personal referrals. I kind of got lucky. People referred me. They knew what I was doing, paid them a finder's fee, uh, closed a couple of deals. But then I found TTP. I got on a call and it sounded right. So I decided that's what I wanted to do. And originally when I was watching your videos, I'm like, man, this guy's just telling me to do what I'm already doing. Like, I don't need this guy, but I did what you like, literally what you said to do. And I got a contract. I got a property under contract within a week. Just I had to up my numbers. So that, that's that, was, that was crazy, dude. When I just applied it like that, I got a property under contract within a week. Well, listen, David, everybody thinks that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, I'm already doing that and that. And that's fine. Maybe they are. But, you know, sometimes you need the extra direction. You need the extra expertise and the extra experience in there. So something interesting that you said, three to 400 calls. You know, the interesting thing about making calls is typically you're getting a seven to 10% contact rate. So, yeah, you're making 300 calls, but you're only talking to 21 to 30 people, right? And we know by the stats that you have to talk to 200 people to get a deal. So that means that you're calling through typically upwards to 2,500 addresses to talk to enough people to get a deal. And everybody goes, oh my gosh, that sounds yeah, so man. unbelievable, but break it down by the numbers. So if you spend 20 hours a week making calls and you're talking to, let's call it 10 people an hour and you're getting 200 conversations that week, you're doing a deal a week. Like that's the, that's the deal. Yeah. The tough part is, and you're an exception to the rule, but you had already been building momentum is typically it takes 90 days from the time that you talk to somebody to the time that you actually close and get paid on that. So that's just some interesting stats for everybody out there listening. But you know, if you're starting out and you don't have a huge marketing budget and you can't afford, and you're in a major market or you're in a major market and you can't afford the 5,000 to $20,000 per deal that you have to spend in marketing, well, then you have to get referrals or referrals take some time because you got to tell everybody that you know mm -hmm. you got to talk to agents and you got to talk to other investors and tell them that you're interested in finding these properties and you've got to wait around for them to send you those referrals and that takes some time if you want to get in action right now and you're the type of person that's like you know what i want to put in the work i want my rocky cut scene where i'm pounding the phones you know what i mean i'm working hard and, and everything's going crazy then ttp is the way you got to pick up the phone you got to pick up the phone or you got to knock on doors. It's up to you. And knocking on doors typically is seasonal. So if you want to keep year-long momentum, you pick up the phone and you learn the skills of having a good quality conversation with the distressed property owner. And once you do, David's going to explain some of the results that you get, but it works. I mean, it's just a numbers oh, yeah. game. Nobody can come up to me and be like, you know what? I don't think it's a numbers game. I think I could talk to a million people and I'm not going to get a deal. It's impossible. It's impossible, right? I mean, they will right. fall yeah, your yeah. If yeah. you talk to them. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So David, let's talk about in 2021, I have here in my notes, 95,000 you made on eight deals so far this year. And we're just past the halfway point, 10 deals for $220,000. Oh yeah. How does that feel? Oh, it feels great. And it's just like, everything's just getting better and the spreads are getting, deals are getting bigger and confidence is growing up and it's, yeah, it feels pretty good. So let's break down a deal. Let's do this thing. So let's give everybody a really good, clear picture of what it takes to find a big deal because you had a month where you closed a flip and a wholesale and both of them were significant. So I'd like, if you would, to kind of break down both of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. The, so the flip was a property that I actually just saw a sign. It was like three doors down from my house, dude. I was walking out to my car 
it's all for sale by owner. And this is where, you know, you can't be scared to talk to people. So I just went and talked to the owner. She wanted, I think it was a hundred thousand. And I was like, there's no way this property fixed up would be worth 145. And it wasn't in terrible shape. Like a tenant had just moved out, but I was just like, I know I can get it for less. So I think I offered about $65,000. <laughs> so you got to be able to, to offer, you know, and be confident in your numbers because yeah. a lot of times people just have a number that makes no sense and you got to call the sellers out on their number that makes sense. We ended up settling at 73,000. So I bought that and I actually funded it in a way that wasn't too great at the time, but I thought it was really good. So how, I had, how it? I had a, someone that I knew through a personal connection that would fund the purchase price and then I'd have to fund the rehab out of pocket. Yep. And so I had $30,000 saved up at the time from other wholesale deals. So I was like, okay, I can do this. No problem. <laughs> and I thought that me and my brother were going to do the work and fix it up. So I took that on while I'm trying to do a wholesale, while I'm trying to work a full-time job. So that was something that I realized, man, this is definitely a lot harder than it looks, but you know, I, I was stuck that I had to do it. And it took us a long time in between because my brother was working another job. I was working a full-time job trying to wholesale at the same time. So we started doing the work. I have two other brothers. One doesn't live in Cincinnati, but I had help from them and my dad. Like it was a whole family thing. Like this guy, I appreciate my family so much and all that they've done for me because it's really, really helped me out when I needed help. So, but we got that done. I would do the house ended up being new electric. We gutted the whole kitchen, put the whole kitchen back together, new floors, new cabinets, new countertops. We didn't completely do redo the bathroom, painted the whole outside of the house, all new landscaping, but to do the market just started going crazy. So it took, I was, I was getting anxious about how long it was going to take. It took us 10 months to finish the work, which should have probably taken three or four months, but Hey, we stuck in there and did it. And so ended up doing that. And so that one sold in April of 2021. And so I bought it for 73.5. We put $47,000 into it. So what is that? You put how much? $47,365. Mm -hmm. So let me add that 2500 Was that 125 120 and 500 Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we listed it at, at 159.9 and then offers just started going crazy. Bids started coming in and it ended up selling for 193. 193. You listed at 159 and it sold for 193. Yeah. So Definitely. what did you take home net in your pocket from that deal? So the you realtor, remember? you know, gets their amount. I don't remember off the top of my head. Let me do that math real quick. Just give me a round. I ended up taking home about 55000 from that. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's get to the wholesale you did. You said 59000 About fifty five. 55000 Maybe okay. a little bit more than that, but I have to go back and look. Did you pay your family? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Paid my brother. He didn't get paid what he should have, but he knew that going in that he was going to help me. It was going to turn into something else. So I made 55000 on that one. I'll tell you about the wholesale deal that I did. Yep. I was like, dang, why am I flipping right now <laughs> with wholesaling? But another personal referral. He's, yeah, almost like a pastor. Yeah, he's a pastor of a church. Knew some people that were having a tough time. They were both unemployed, both not doing very good things both kind of into drugs, I would say. And then they had some trouble with their uncle that was kind of like a drug dealer. So it was a very crazy story. <laughs> and their uncle was like coming after them. I think they had a drive-by at their house. Like someone shot up their house, which was crazy. Like I didn't want to get in the middle of that, but I knew what a buyer, what my buyer would probably come in at. I knew that they liked to buy at close to 105,000 with agent commissions and all that, depending on the work that this house needed. Yeah. And 
I don't know what came over me, but I was there in the house with that situation, talking to them. There was trash everywhere and upstairs throughout the whole house, broken bottles, like just terrible. The house didn't smell great, but it's like, man, this house doesn't need that much work. Just really needs to be cleaned out, needs some cosmetic, maybe upgrades, but that was about it. So probably close to about 25,000 we could put into it and it'd be ready, ready to go. And I was just bold and brave enough that I offered them $35,000 for their house. Mm-hmm. And some people might look at that as trying to take advantage, but I knew that, you know, they needed the money and I knew that I could do a quick close that way, but we ended up settling $42,000. They agreed to that, signed the contract. And I had a hedge fund that I knew was going to, they came and did a walkthrough and they offered a little bit less than I thought, but they ended up offering uh, 95,000 on that one. If you sell it to them, you sell it to their agents. You have to pay like a 3% commission on that one. And then I agreed to pay. For their U-Haul, I agreed to pay $500 for them to get a U-Haul because I knew if I put it in my name that I'll never see that U-Haul again. So they're going to steal it or do something with it. And so I paid that for them. And then I paid a $1,500 finder's fee for that. So I ended up walking away almost about a little over $47,000 from that deal. So real quick, from the first time that you talked to them to the time that you got paid $47,000 net, how long of a timeline was that? So we signed a contract, I think end of March. Okay. And the deal closed beginning of May, like May 5th. Okay. So about, you know, a month, maybe six weeks. Yeah. A little bit over a month. Yeah. And you made 47. Yes. In six weeks. In six weeks. Not 10 months. Not 10 months. (laughs) Not having to bring in your three brothers and your dad. Yeah, exactly. Not having to swing a hammer. Right. Not Not having to paint an exterior. Like I am telling you, the magic is in finding the deals. And remember, the buyer determines value. This whole fantasy that everybody has that their house is worth what it's worth. It was worth 42000 to you. It's mm-hmm. worth something more to a hedge fund. A hedge fund will always pay more for it. It was worth 42000 to you. That's what you locked it up for. There's nothing taking advantage of. That's the price that you were willing to pay for that property. And it's the price that they were willing to take for that property. It's just what is a seller willing to take and what is a buyer ready, willing, and able buyer willing to pay. That's the fact. Value comes down to who has the money to give it to somebody else. That's the value. It's absolutely incredible. Well, congratulations, 47,000. Yeah, dude, I love that, Bill. I was waiting to hear that. Listen, man, I mean, those close about the same time. One closed the month before. The flip closed the month before. That's a good couple of months. Yeah. The next How did that day. feel? Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, that's what kind of gave me the confidence. I was like, man, I'm working hard at this nine to five. Like, and I quit my job full time in real estate now. I love it. Well, tell everybody, a lot of people are going to hear this. A lot of people in Cincinnati are going to hear this. So uh, a lot of people around the country, and maybe they just want to reach out to you. Maybe they want to just say, David, congratulations. They want to pick your brain a little bit. They want to have a conversation with you and start a relationship with you. How do people get a hold of you that are listening or watching this and they're inspired? And they just kind of want to be in your world. Yeah, man. I would love to hear from you. I'm going to be bold and put my phone number out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm warning you. I mean, listen, if he's putting his number out there, call him. Yeah. Text him. What is blow it? Me, blow me up. It's a 513. Uh-huh. 967-2963. Awesome. 513-967-2963. David Neehaus. That is absolutely incredible. And so what do you, what do you see? What's the big goal in real estate? You know, a lot of times, you know, um, we get into this with the thought of, oh, I want to own, you know, 500 doors or I want to lend money or I want to be a developer, you know, all of these uh, big 
goals that we have. And then we realize, wait, before we can get there, we have to actually find deals and bring some income in. And then once we realize that and we get to work on that, and we're committed at that and we start getting these deals in the door and start closing, getting the experience, then we start building towards that dream. So what's the dream? Dude, I'm dreaming big, definitely growing the wholesale business. I think, I mean, why not try to go for a million dollars a year? Love it. No, you do it. I don't know why someone like me couldn't do that with the right people around me. And I'm already seeing like real estate. I'm doing another flip right now in uh, my first rental trying to, I'm going to be refinancing that one. So doing a burr on that one because it was a really good deal. But I'm involving my family still, dude. I'm helping them out. They're making better money than what they were making. So I've been blessed with this opportunity to really help the people around me and be able to, you know, help them have one better for their lives too. So that's what I, I really see going to the moon, man. I really see that. I love it. I love it, David. That is absolutely incredible. Give some advice to everybody that's just starting out. Maybe this is their first uh, podcast that they've ever listened to about wholesaling, or maybe they've been listening and they haven't quite taken action yet. What advice would you give to somebody starting out to give them the right mindset to be able to go out there and actually make a difference in their community and help these property owners that are in distress? Yeah, it's all about building relationships and you never know when someone will need to sell. So, you know, I, a lot of deals closed just based off a relationship, just telling people that, that you buy houses, just telling people that you'd be surprised how many deals might come of that. So I would say, you know, start telling people that you're in real estate, they're going to be buying houses, you know, what you want to do and find someone in your local market that, you know, is successful and see what value you can bring to them. What can you do for them and to help so that they can help teach you about real estate? I love it. Perfect. David, thank you so much for being on here. You're very brave to put your phone number out there. Sky's the limit for you, brother. And I'm so excited that I've been able to be a part of it and watch you grow and watch you really develop and have these huge, huge months. So uh, congratulations. Stay focused. Ugly houses, big checks. Keep building that up. And next time we interview you, I'm sure you're going to be in that million dollar business. So thank you for being on here, David. That's awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Brent. Appreciate it. You got it. And for everybody else, if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family, the TTP coaching program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out what it's all about. Check out the incredible people that I've had the fortune to work with personally. Check out what the program is all about. And if you're looking for a community that's getting together every single day, this is the one I am telling you. It is absolutely phenomenal. We'd love you to be a part of it. So check that out, wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. And that is it for me. I will sign off as I always do. What an incredible, that was incredible. David just did a great job there. That was wonderful. But I will sign off as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.